For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaan Bound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, along with church history, mission news, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. My name is Philip Wells, and this is episode 106. We begin today with Bible Truths, with Bible Truth number 9. Bible Truths, question Number 9. Problems due to past sins? Are all of my problems due to past sins? Absolutely not. God has forgiven them all through the death of Jesus. It is when we become impenitent that causes problems in our lives. God does not punish us for past sins. As God says in the Bible, He wants us to prosper rather than harm us. When bad things happen to us, our first thought might be to ask, what past sins am I being punished for now? Instead, it is better for us and our soul to pray to God for help and understanding. He states in his word that all things will work for the good of those that place their trust in him. God does not punish his children for their sins. He punished Jesus on the cross for all of our sins. We have been cleansed of all of our sins. However, God does discipline his children. God allows us to experience pain when we sin against him, but his purpose is not to punish. His purpose is to train us. For example, if I touch a hot stove burner, I get burned. If there wasn't any pain, I might do it again and soon lose my hand. But since there was pain, when I see that hot burner, I don't put my hand on it because I remember the pain. God disciplines us for our good to keep us from running headlong into sin and losing our salvation. Isn't this truth amazing? It's hard for us to fathom, but for God, this is his unconditional love for us. The unbeliever does not have this comfort. Now, without fear, we can be looking forward to the day when we leave this world and meet the one who loves us unconditionally. What peace and joy this brings to Christians every day. Thanks be to the one true and faithful God. He is ours and we belong to him. What a wonderful truth. God's word on past sins from the NIV Jeremiah 29:11 For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future Romans 8:28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose Isaiah 53 verse 5 But he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed John chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 and he went along he saw a blind as he went along he saw a man blind from birth his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 Now there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galileans who blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. 
of those or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Genesis chapter 50 verses 15 through 20. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they have committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Next up, we hear from Branches Band and their newly released album, Acapella. This song is A Mighty Fortress. A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. He helps us Remain, nor any thanks for it. 
He's by our side upon the plain With his good gifts and spirit And do what they want they will They hate, steal, hurt, or hurt, or kill Though all be begone, our victory is won The kingdom's ours And now we join Pastor Luke Italiano with this week's edition of To Tell a Story. Of course Jesus was going to save Lazarus. Martha had seen Jesus heal so many people before. Why wouldn't he save her brother? It was one of Jesus' best friends. I mean, it was that simple. So when Lazarus got sick, Martha and her sister Mary sent word to Jesus. Your servant is sick. And of course Jesus would come. They sat together in the house, and they sang old songs, and they talked as Lazarus coughed, and as the sisters took care of him. Jesus will be here in the morning. Don't worry. But Jesus wasn't there in the morning, and Lazarus got worse. Don't worry, Jesus is coming. Martha reminded Mary and Lazarus, He's coming. It'll be okay. But as the sun set that night, and Lazarus labored to breathe, Jesus didn't come. And when the sun rose, Lazarus was dead. No, Jesus would come. Martha had heard he had even raised the dead. He had saved that little girl. So, so if Jesus comes this morning, it'll be okay. Of course it will. But he didn't come. And that night, when they wrapped her brother's body and placed it in a tomb, Jesus still hadn't come. And the next day, as Mary and Martha mourned, Jesus didn't come. And the next day, he didn't come. Finally, on the fourth day, when her brother had been dead for four days, as Martha's home was filled with people there mourning, as she took care of them and her sister, Finally, she heard that Jesus was coming into town. And she got up, and she marched out to greet him. And as soon as she saw him standing in the street, the dust on his sandals from the road, his followers around him, she marched up to him, and she said, Lord, if you had been here, My brother would not have died. But I know, I know, that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. I know, 
I know he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And Martha's anger was spent. She felt so empty. But she knew. Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Well, Jesus wanted to give his respects to Lazarus. And so Martha and a whole crowd of mourners and Mary, they all went out to the tomb. And Jesus wept. And then, and then he asked for the stone to be rolled away from the tomb. And Martha was there. No, Lord, no. By this time, there's a bad odor, for he's been in there four days. I don't want to remember my brother like this. I don't want to. Lord, you are already late. Don't do this to me, too. But Jesus answered, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And then they rolled away the stone like Jesus asked. And Jesus looked up at the sky and he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then Jesus looked at the open tomb and he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And Martha fell to her knees. She sobbed as her brother walked out of the tomb alive. She had been so angry. But Jesus knew what he was doing. Brothers, sisters, sometimes we are angry with God because we're in the middle of our story. But Jesus knows what he's doing. And in the midst of our anger, he reminds us that yes, he is the resurrection and the life. He who believes in him will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in him will never die. And now, let's join Aaron Nitz for a moment with the Master. Welcome to A Moment with the Master. Today we'll focus on a verse from Exodus 14. Remember, Exodus 14 relates to us how the Israelites were uh, pinned against the, uh, the Red Sea on one end and, 
and Pharaoh's army on the other. And uh, Exodus 14, verse 15 is a really interesting uh, verse. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. So what is it for you? Darkness, loneliness, failure, rejection, embarrassment, pain, money problems, the future. What is it that grips you with fear? There's all kinds of things in life that can fill us with fear, isn't there? For the Israelites, it was the threat of being massacred by the Egyptians. They have a huge sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army chasing behind them with nowhere to go. What's going to happen? Where are we going to go? Where is God? So the Israelites are afraid, and Moses is crying out to God. Understandably, right? But notice what God said. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Really? Move on? Move on where? You see, the fear is the, the result of either A, realizing that we're not in control, and B, losing sight of God's promises. Realizing that we're not in control and losing sight of God's promises. Faith, on the other hand, is trusting that God has the power to do what he's promised to do. God promised to rescue the Israelites from the Egyptians, take them to the promised land, and one day bring a savior through them. Need they, need they be afraid? No, just move on. God then showed them his power by parting the Red Sea so this entire nation could walk through on dry ground. You know, God's promised you all kinds of things. He's promised you complete forgiveness in Jesus, his presence. He's promised to watch over you no matter where you go, to protect you, to guide all things for your good, to take you to heaven one day. Does he have the power to do these things? Absolutely. With such a gracious and powerful God in control, need we really be afraid of anything? I'm trusting in my faithful God who parts seeds just like you. May the Lord richly bless your day in you. We end our time together this week with another song from Branches Band. This one titled... King of all. We've all got trials and troubles and tribulations, but there is one who answers if we call. Well, Jesus says, Take heart, I have overcome the world, and He God is our refuge and strength and our help in trouble. And if we stumble, He won't let us fall. So if our God is for us, one who can be against us? Well, He's the Lord, yes, He's the King of all. Jesus said you should not worry what tomorrow brings. For each day as its troubles great and small Well, worry can't add a single hour to your life 
Trust the Lord, yes, trust the King of all. Even when storms rage and winds blow and flood waters rise, a house built on the rock can never fall. Yes, we all have this hope as an anchor for the soul. He's the Lord, yes, He's the King of all. Yes, we been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast, episode 106. This podcast was first shared in December of 2015. Visit com to share this episode and find links to the artists featured in this show. We'd like to thank Branches Band for allowing us to share their music with you this week. Once again, my name is Philip Wells. It was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit wells.net to find a Wells ministry location near you. Thank you for listening, and may God bless your week.